Amen. Amen. Well, uh, I've got a message here that I've done before. It's been a while back. I think it was, actually, I think it was back in 2011. I know uh, here lately, the Lord's been dealing with me a lot about, about what we say, how we say it, you know, how we, sometimes how we deal with other people, about words. The title of my message is, A Product of Words. And, you know, words are something we use every day, each and every one of us do. They can be helpful, they can be damaging, they can destroy, they can build, and they can bring about peace, or they can bring about turmoil. One scripture in Proverbs 16, 24 says, Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul, and help to the bones. Talking about how words can bring about peace or turmoil. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where maybe things aren't going so good? Maybe at work, maybe at home, just wherever. Maybe somebody says something to you, and uh, it kind of eats at you. You know, gets at you and you, you, and you think, I probably shouldn't respond, but... I'm going to go ahead and respond. You know, and sometimes you say the wrong thing, and it, it seems to escalate from there. But then when you, when you take the situation, and maybe you don't respond, and you say something that's pleasing or pleasant, you can kind of defuse the situation, right? You can take that uh, anger and that animosity or whatever negative thing that's there, you can take it away by speaking pleasant words. Amen? Because, you know, when somebody's already maybe irritated or mad or they're on edge a little bit, that what we say can make a difference in the, in the whole situation, right? And if all of us right now, if we take a look at our lives, where we are, what we have, or what we have accomplished, or what we haven't even accomplished in life, it's a result of the words that we have spoken, whether it be good or bad. I mean, if you think about where you're at in life right now, think about what you have, what you uh, feel like maybe you've accomplished in life, what maybe you'd like to accomplish in life, and you look back and, and you say, well, you know, I can hear myself still saying this, or see myself saying this, and here I am in this situation right now, and I'd like to get out of it, or maybe it's where you want to be. I know in my own life, sometimes, and the Lord's been dealing with me about this, I sometimes say, I don't have time to do all this stuff. And I know you say, well, that's just, that's just making a statement, making a comment, but I, I'll promise you, if you continually say things like that, you'll find yourself with not enough time to get everything done. And things will pile up and pile up and pile up. And the more they pile up, you'll be looking at it. You'll say, I surely don't have time to do it all now. And it's all because of what we spoke and what we said. You know, Job chapter 22 and 28, it says, If we declare a thing, that it will be established for us, and light will shine on our path. So we need to be careful what we're going around saying, what we're declaring in our lives, because the Word says it'll be established for us. And once it's established for us, somehow or another, we'll go down that path that we've established. Amen? You all know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. Words have influenced our lives in some way or another, all of our lives. What we have spoken or heard spoken or what directly or indirectly spoken to us have had an effect on our lives. And I've got, I've got children wrote down here. Those of you that have young children, you know, small children, I encourage you to speak life to them every day. You know, whether, whether sometime during the day, at nighttime when they, when they go to bed, when you say their prayers, speak good things over them. You know, I know with our kids, when they were little, when we first got started getting into the Word, and I started learning some things, we used to pray over them, 
And at nighttime, I would, I would go in there and pray with them. And I would say, you know, they had wisdom, they had knowledge, that whatever they put their hand to do, they'd prosper therein. I spoke these things. And Rita, she, make, she wrote confessions out for them, and they carried these confessions around with them, and they, and they confessed these things. It's come about in their life. Well, we could have said, you know, maybe get mad or something. And I know sometimes, you know, things happen when you do say things that you really don't mean occasionally. But what I'm talking about is what we continually say. Like your children, you'll never amount to nothing. You know, you drive me crazy. This, you know, and you can't do nothing right. Well, if you continually say those things, it has an effect on their life. I mean, you take your own life, for instance. If somebody was saying that to you continually, and that's all you ever heard, you start thinking about it, and you start acting accordingly. So I encourage you, when you have, if you have little children, maybe you don't have any little children, maybe you've got grown children, but I encourage you to speak life over them each and every day. You know, say good things about them. It's never too late to change. never too late to turn around. I don't care where, where you're at in life, how old you are, what you're going through, what you've been through, it's never too late to change and make a turnaround. Amen? And it's also important who we hang around. You know, what we listen to or even what we read. You know, not everyone you come in contact with wants to talk about the Word of God. Not everyone wants to talk about good things. I mean, take, for instance, at work. You go to work sometime. and I mean, sometimes just sit around and listen to what people say. They're talking about, you know, they can't do this, they can't do that. This is going on in our life, you know, I'll never do this, I'll never have that. You just sit around and listen to it. And sometimes, if you're not careful, you know, if you hang around too much, I mean, you'll catch yourself trying to more sometimes agreeing with them or, or talking in with them or jumping right in there with them sometimes if you don't watch yourself. That's why it's care- you have to be careful about who you hang around and what you listen to and, like I said, what we read. Sometimes even what we read can have an effect on the way we think and the way we talk. Like I said, sometimes just sit around and listen to what the, what the world says, what people talk about. You know, the, the world, they, uh, they kind of have a negative stream. They talk a lot of negative things. You know, I've got some things wrote down here. For one thing, I was thinking about this. I had it wrote, I used it in my other message that I used pertaining to this. But one of them is uh, like a traffic light. Most of the time when you ask people for directions, they'll say, yeah, go down here to the red light. But then you get to thinking about it. How many of you want that light to be red when you go to it? I don't. I like for it to be green, so I just keep on going, you know. But, <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. Go down here to the red light, but, but you get to think about it. It's got a one in three chances of being green, doesn't it? It doesn't always have to be red. But the world is so programmed to, to uh, so-called negative things, that that's what they say. Just run down here to the red light here. We start saying, well, we go down to the red light, and sometimes you get up there and it's red, and you say, Man, I hate this thing when, it, when I get up here. This light's so long, and every time I get here, it's red. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you what, what you say and uh, what you think. It can cause you to be delayed or get ahead of time or whatever before you get there when that light is always red. I can't explain it all to you. You know, I, I just know it works. It works. It's, our spirit is so tender and so sensitive. It's like the ground that whatever you plant in here is going to grow, whether it be good or bad. But we want to put good things in there so we have good things growing in our life. Amen? Another thing is uh, you've heard people say, well, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. I mean, and some people just say this because they think it's funny. And they may not say it continually, but some people say this continually. You know, or they say, I can't win for losing. 
Everything I put my hand to do, man, it just, it just falls apart. Everything I do, it just doesn't seem to work out, you know? At home, it doesn't work out. At work, it doesn't work out. Wherever I go, it doesn't work out. I mean, there's just a negative stream out there. Or they say, we'll never be able to do that. You know, they, they want to increase, maybe buy a new home or, or another car or get a better job or something, you know, and, and they get out there and they, and they get a little resistance and they'll say, well, we can't do that. I knew we couldn't, you know, I didn't know why we tried. You know, that's just how they, they do. They have that continually negative stream in their life, and they're, and they're receiving what they're talking about. Another one is, I can't do that. I don't know how to do it. Well, we can all learn new and different things. Amen? We're never too old to learn. And like my old grandpa used to always tell me, he said, you won't learn any younger than what you are right now. So if you want to learn to do something, just start where you're at. Amen? It takes as much energy or effort to say something negative as it does something positive. And maybe a little bit more energy to say something negative because the negative things in life, when you're, when you're feeling down or, or you're down because of what you said, it seems to drain, pull more on you than if you're, doing, if you're talking negative or positive because it kind of uplifts you then. You know, expect good things. But when you're expecting negative things or you, or you feel run down or something because of what you said, it'll, it'll pull you down even, even more. So it may, it may take a little more out of you to say something negative as it does positive. Right? I mean, we've all been there. You know how it is sometimes when you start, things don't seem to be working right, and you start talking in line with the circumstances, it'll pull you down. It'll, you know, it'll overwhelm you sometimes. You know, we're not robots. God didn't put in us, you're going to talk this way, you're going to act this way, this is what you're going to do. We all have a choice. Amen? I mean, God gave us that choice. It's our right to choose. And if you look in uh, Deuteronomy, Chapter 30, verse 19, it says, I call heaven and earth as witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. So we have a choice. It's up to us. We can choose life and blessing, or we can choose death or cursing. Proverbs uh, 18, 21 Proverbs 18, 21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So we see that God has given us a choice. We can choose life or death. And right here we see that death and life are in the power of the tongue. So it's up to us what we're going to be talking, what we're going to be speaking, and the, the fruit that we're going to produce. I mean, if you're talking death and uh, cursing, then the fruit you're going to be reaping is probably going to be bitter. If you're talking blessing in life, the fruit you're going to be reaping is going to be good. Amen? We all want good, uh, good fruit to come about in our life, right? We all want good things. We don't want the negative things in life. So we need to watch what we say. How what we say or what we don't say can dictate to the area or the road we're going to take in life concerning certain situations. You know, it makes a big difference in what we say. It makes a big difference in the path we're going to end up on. Here a few years Back, we were uh, getting ready to go to town. And before we left, moms at the time lived over in Mounds. And before we left, I don't know, I just had, I just had this feeling, I guess I'm going to call it, to call her, okay? So I took time, just a few minutes to call her. Well, anyway, I did, and, and I kind of delayed us a little bit. But anyway, we went to town, got, got done what we wanted to get done. And uh, coming home, 
when we come down our road, there's a, there's a bridge there, a little S-curve. And it's pretty sharp. If you're going too fast, it's pretty sharp right there. Well, when we came up on this uh, bridge, there was a car sitting on the edge of it, or right by the, the rail, and they had lost, the tire had come off. And what happened was they took the turn too fast, and they couldn't correct it. And when they did try to correct it, their tire somehow got pressure or got to a right point where it came off the, the wheel, and they went to the side of the bridge over in the other lane. Well, I didn't think a whole lot about them, but after I got home, I got to thinking. Because uh, I asked them, I said, when did this happen? They said, just before you came up is when it happened. And I thought, you know what? If I hadn't taken time to call mom, if I hadn't delayed myself a little bit, there's a chance that we would have been right there at that bridge at that time when they come through there, and instead of them slamming over and hitting the bridge, they would have slammed over and hit us. And I thought, you know, sometimes we get in a, we get in a big hurry, with a hurry up and get out and try to do things, and, uh, you know, think, we think, man, we've got to hurry up, we've got to get there, we've got to get to town, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. When the Lord's trying to tell you something, trying to deal with you about something, you know, that's going to possibly save your life or, or change the path that you go on in your favor. And it's all due to the words we speak. I mean, we declare that we know we have favor with God and that he protects us. We have angels encamped around and about us. And as a result of that, I mean, that's what happened. You know, we, we were delayed there. The Spirit of God delayed us from being in, at that right at that spot right there where that accident was going to happen. And that's what happens when you declare that, you know, I'm always at the right place, I'm always at the right time, you know, and, and then, you know, you have the word work of your life, the Spirit of God, you know, you're led by the Spirit of God. When you take time to listen, that's when it makes a difference in your life. It's when we don't listen when things get out of hand. And, and, that's, and it works for all of us, you know. It works for every one of us. And I know most of you know, know all this stuff. You know the power of words. And we know what words will do. I think, you know, I don't know. The Lord just really strongly uh, led me to do this. And I think that a lot of times we can all uh, kind of get lackadaisical in things we say and what we think and what we do. And sometimes the Lord just needs to bring this to our attention so that we'll, say, we'll think, you know, maybe I've been doing this wrong. Maybe I've been saying that wrong. Maybe I've been saying this, not meaningly, but, you know, like maybe saying, you know, things like, well, I just don't feel like doing this. And I promise you, the more you say that, you'll eventually get to where you don't feel like doing something. You know, or I just don't want to. You know, I, I just feel lazy and all this. And it all makes a difference. Like I said, words, you know, they're created by the tongue. And we all have a tongue. And most of us know how to use it well. Some of us a little better than others, you know. There's a scripture here. Let me find it here. I believe it's. Proverbs 12, 18, since we're talking about the tongue. James says that uh, the tongue is like a rudder. He describes it as a rudder on a ship. You know, and that rudder on that ship, you can, uh, you know, you can turn it this way and turn it that way, and that little bitty rudder will cause that ship to go in all these different directions. And that's the way our tongue is. You know, so that's why we need to be careful what we say and, and how we say it because our tongue is going to direct us in life. You know, and, you, and like I said, if you, if you sit back and think about where you're at in life today or, or maybe missed opportunities or things that, that you wanted to do that you haven't done yet or maybe you desire to do but haven't done yet, if you look back, I, I bet you you can hear yourself saying, well, 
I don't think we can do that, or I don't know if we can do that or not, you know. We need to change our way of talking, but Proverbs 12, 18 says, There's one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. Like I said, we all know how to use our tongues, and sometimes what we say to other people and what we say about situations is kind of like that uh, tongue that uh, <laughs> is like a sword. It can pierce you. It can pierce others around you. Have you ever said anything, you know, like a, a situation arise, and you know, just as <laughs> sure as you're sitting here, that I ought to just keep my mouth shut, I shouldn't say anything. But that desire, sometimes just to get the last word in. I don't care if it's okay, you know. But, you know, sometimes I, in our, our tongue, sometimes we want to just lash out at somebody. They're lashing out at us and, you know, kind of taking their tongue and sticking us with theirs. We want to do the same thing back to them. But, you know, the, the word says, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. I know these situations are hard sometimes, and, uh, but if we stop, you know, that's why the Bible says to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Sometimes we just need to let people vent, and then after they vent, you know, maybe instead of jumping back at them, say something, you know, nice to them or something. You know, I seen a, a thing on, because I got this new smartphone. And uh, I'm finally learning how to work some of it. It's still, well, I'm not going to say that. I'm smarter than that phone. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there was a thing on YouTube. It was about uh, this man and woman that were married. I go through there sometimes. I, I listen to some music and stuff. And anyway, it was about this man and woman. This man's marriage was failing, and he was trying to decide on how to fix it. Well, I thought, eh, I think I'll look at it. It wasn't very long. But anyway, they were sitting there one day. And his, his wife was really, I mean, just really, like her tongue was like that sword, you know, just stabbing him, nicking him and everything. And instead of him responding, this is what he did. He said, he said, how can I make your life better today? That's what he said. Even though he probably wanted to reach out and lay hands on her and pray for her for later, you know, pray for her later. But, but he did. He said, how can I make your life better today? And she just looked at him and goes, what? What are you talking about? He said, how can I make your life better? She goes, go down there and clean up the kitchen and fix me breakfast. So he went down there, cleaned up the kitchen, and made her breakfast. This went on for a long time. And he kept going, how can I make your life better? And she finally came to the, to the realization, to the point where she said, it softened her heart. And she said, you know, I know I'm the problem, and I know I've been hateful to you. She goes, now what can I do to make your life better? Pleasant words, they diffuse that situation. And anyway, it went on and, and it said, uh, you know, his marriage is better. Not perfect, but it's better. It's getting better. And uh, sometimes we just need to, and I know it's hard to do, give in sometimes and, uh, and do what we know is right to do, regardless of what everybody else is doing to us, regardless of what everybody's saying to us, regardless of what everybody thinks. We just need to do what we know is right to do. Amen? And we can diffuse the situation. That wasn't even in my notes. That just popped up there. I don't I don't know, I just thought about that, but one other thing you might ask yourself, do you really want in life what you're saying? I mean, think about what you've been saying, think about what you've been doing, thinking. Do you really want that in life? Think about it. Are you pleasantly satisfied where you are in life? Or are you just, eh, so-so? Well, it could be better. Can they be better? Yes. Can they be different? Yes. How can they be that way? 
we can have better if we'll submit ourselves to God and begin to, uh, to do what he says and speak his word or in line with his word. I mean, his word has good things. We've seen here that, you know, that pleasant words promote health, that uh, pleasant words are like a honeycomb. You know, they, they do good things for us, even in our own lives. If we declare what God says about us, it'll change the way things are and change circumstances in our life. You know, we, that's how we establish God's word in our life, by speaking it, by declaring what he says. Like I said a while ago, you know, he gives us a choice, and it's up to us to choose that the way that he wants us to go. You know, we can choose blessing, death, or cursing. And it, and it does make a difference what you say in life. Uh, I know one time when I used to work at uh, Zapata, there was, a, there was a guy I worked with. He was a little bit negative. And uh, I know when I first got, got kind of turned on to the word and about, you know, about how angels work for you and how the favor of God will work for your life, I used to tell him all the time, man, I got favor of God working in my life. I got angels to protect me. And he used to go to church, but he didn't, he didn't really want to hear it, you know, but I'd tell him anyway. And one day, we were sitting there talking, and I kept telling him about the favor of God, about angels, how they protect me and everything. He was standing there about for me to, I don't know, maybe for me to that speaker, and he, a grasshopper flew up on him. And he took that grasshopper, and he threw it at me like he was going to hit me with it, and it came to about right here and made a U-turn and went right back at him and landed on him. I said, see, I told you. I told you I got them angels protecting me. I got the favor of God working in my life. Of course, he looked at me and said a few choice words and just walked off, you know. <laughs> but he didn't want to hear it because, I mean, it worked. You know, another time, uh, I kept telling him, you know, about the favor of God. And one day at work, I got there. I got up late. And out there when you worked as a pilot, if you didn't call in like two hours before and you were going to be late, they'd try to write you up or something, you know. So... I was late, and I called in when I got up. I was, I was about an hour and a half. It was about an hour and a half late, and I called him and told him I'd be there. Well, when I got there, this same guy said, Well, you know they're going to write you up, don't you? And I said, No, I don't know that. He said, Did you call in two hours before? I said, No. He said, They're going to write you up. I said, Ah, I got the favor of God. We'll see what happens. I don't think they'll do anything. So later on that day, this foreman comes out there, and he says, I need to see you in the office. I said, okay. So I went in there, and he said, you know you was late today. I said, yeah. He said, I'm going to have to write you up. And I said, okay. I didn't argue with him. I didn't, didn't complain. I, I wanted to say, what? But I didn't say nothing. I just said, okay. He said, how come you were late? I said, well, I've been hauling hay all week. And I said, I've been getting in bed late, getting off work, going hauling hay, getting in bed late. I was just wore out this morning. I said, just be honest with you. He says, well, okay. So he wrote me up. Well, I went back out there. And this one, this one guy goes, well, what do you do? I said, he wrote me up. He goes, I told you so. I told you he was going to do it. I said, well, okay. Well, about, uh, I don't know, about two hours later, he come, that form, same foreman came out there and got me. He said, hey, I need to see you in the office. I said, okay. So he took me back in the office. He goes, hey, that written warning I gave you, I'm going to tear it up. I'm just going to put a note in your file and say I talked to you about being late. I said, okay. So I went back out there and told this guy, uh, you know, a few choice words come out of his mouth again. But even if, uh, this is what I was thinking about last night. I was thinking about this. I thought, you know, even if they had wrote me up and didn't change it, I would have figured, this is what I would have figured. I would have figured that the foreman just wasn't listening. He wouldn't listen to them angels that were telling him, hey, go out there and make this right. I just figured he would have missed it, not me. You know, and sometimes that's when there's other people involved 
in situations, we think sometimes we missed it, or we think, well, this don't work. It don't, it don't work. I knew it didn't work. But instead of saying that, like I said, when somebody else is involved, God has to go through other people to get it done. Maybe they're not listening. Maybe they're the ones that's being bullheaded and not being obedient. Right? I mean, there's no sign that you missed it. This is somebody else is involved here, and they've got to they gotta act accordingly too. When we speak the right things and say the right things, and you know what? It'll, it'll work for you. And it may take a while. I mean, you take your situation where you're at right now. Maybe somebody's in, a, in kind of dire straits or in a bad situation or things are going on. You know, you can't expect it to change overnight. You didn't start the school first grade and graduate, you know, out of the 12th the next day. Sometimes it takes time to get these things established and get things working for you. You know, but the thing of it is, is if you don't start doing it, it'll never happen. It'll never happen for you. And we know just by reading that God's word, it'll produce good things for us and do good things for us. I've got a couple other scriptures here about, about the word of God. It's uh, Proverbs 21, 23. About how, you know, God's word is, uh, it, it is good, but what we say makes a big difference in our lives. You know, Proverbs twenty one twenty three says, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. You know, like we were talking about a while ago, sometimes it's, it's wise to think about what we say before we say it. But we've all been there where you just get mad and you just, you just start blabbing words out like a, like a machine gun. You know, the bullets are flying everywhere. That's when you... Hope you got a small clip, not a, not a big clip that holds 50 rounds, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it'll keep your soul from trouble. You know how, you know how it is when you, when you get mad at somebody or somebody gets mad at you and, and you respond in that way? Man, I mean, after you do it, you, it makes you feel sick inside, you know. But you know what I say? I say, thank God for First John 1 and 9. And I'm glad there's not a limit on it because I might have already limited out. I don't know, you know, because sometimes... <laughs> I could be a little bit plain spoken, you know. I try not to be, but sometimes I have to think, you know, I, that's why this is, this is important to me. This message is important to me as is any of you because it's helping me to see things that, you know, that I need to do, that, that I need to change. You know, not only uh, it may not be meaning anything to most of y'all, but it meant something to me when God gave it to me. So I thought, well, you know, I'm going to share it, share it the way God gave it to me. Um, I have a book here that... Uh, I've got, a, I've got a couple other scriptures here, but I've I got a book here that I like to read from, and this is talking about our words are seeds planted into other people's lives. What we say is important. The Bible states that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Matthew 12, 34 says, we need to change our vocabulary. We need to speak words of life and light. Our talk should always rise to the level of the word of God. We Christians should be known as people who speak positively, those who speak the word of God into situations, those who speak forth words of life. We should not be like the man who joined a monastery in which the monks were allowed to speak only two words every seven years. Well, that'd be tough, wouldn't it? I mean, <laughs> I guess that's one way to keep from saying anything negative, though. But anyway, after the first seven years had passed, this new initiate met with the abbot who asked him, well, what are your two words? Food's bad, replied the man, who then went back to spend another seven-year period before once again meeting with his ecclesiastical superior. What are your two words now? Asked the clergyman. Bed's hard. 
And this guy just can't, he just, after seven years, he still can't find nothing good, can he? Anyway, seven years later, 21 years after his initial inter- entry into the monastery, the man met with the abbot for the third and final time. And uh, what are your two words this time, he was asked. I quit. <laughs> I mean, here he has been there 21 years, and uh, he still can't find anything good about it. You know, that's the way uh, some of us are in life. I mean, we've been here a long time, and I'm not saying everybody, but we've all been there. We've been, a, we've had a, a lot of us had a, lot, a lifetime of experience, had a lot of life experience, and we still sometimes <laughs> talk and say the wrong things, knowing, especially as us Christians here in this particular body of Christ, when we come and hear a, a good word all the time, and we know what the word says, but we still sometimes say things that, uh, keep us in bondage or hold us back from all the good things that God has for us. And that, that, it ought not be that way, should it? Anyway, back to my story. He says, well, I'm not surprised, answered the disgusted cleric. All you've done since you got here is complain, you know. <laughs> don't be like the man. Don't be known as a person whose only words are negative. If you are a member of the murmuring grapevine, you need to resign. In John 6, 43, our Lord instructed his disciples, murmur not among yourselves. In Philippians 2, 14, 15, the apostle Paul exhorted the believers of this, his day, do all things without murmurings and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Contrary to what you have heard, talk is not cheap. Talk is very expensive. We should know that our words are powerful. What we say affects and what we get from others and what others get from us. When we speak the wrong word, it lessens our ability to see and hear the will of God. I'm just about done with my message. I've got one more scripture I want to read. It's uh, Proverbs 6 and 2. It says, You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. When I look at this and talk, think about a snare, I think about a trap. You've seen these snares that they have out in the woods. People set them up for animals, and when they, when they walk by it, it, it hooks their leg and snares them, you know, and they can't get out. And, uh, or maybe a steel trap. I don't know if any of you trap much or not, but when we were kids, Lane and I used to trap rats and things at my grandpa's place. He'd give us a, <laughs> he'd give us a quarter for every rat we caught and everything, so, you know. <laughs> but we had these steel traps, and it's a... Uh, Little things here that are about like that, and they got a thing in the middle of when you step on it, these jaws come forth, and they, and they trap that animal. And I've never seen it, but I've heard that some animals, when they get caught in these snares or in these traps, they're so frantic, and they want to get out so bad that they've, they've chewed their legs off to try to get out. But some of us, that's how we are based upon our words and what we say. Some of us are snared by what we say. We're trapped by what we say. You know, there's... Some of us are frantically trying to get out of it. Some of us would love to get out of the situations that we're in. But yet, for some reason or another, we keep saying the same old thing, keep thinking the same old thing. And as long as you keep saying and thinking the same old things, you're going to keep doing the same old thing and keep experiencing the same old things. So how many of you, you know, want better? I do. I want things to be different in my life. There's a lot of things I like to see different. There's a lot of things I like to see changed. But I know one thing that I have to take an inventory of myself and think about what I've been saying and what I've been confessing and what I've been doing, what I've been thinking, and change things that way. 
You know, the, the Word of God has a, lot, has a lot more to say about what we say. One instance is, you know, the Word says to call the things that be not as though they were. Um, that means calling, you know, if, no matter what the situation is you're going through or the circumstance you're going through, God's Word is above the situation, above the circumstances. We can call for the things that God has in His Word. It's like uh, I heard one minister that I like to hear real well, Charles Capps, he says, it's like calling for the dog, you know. The dog's nowhere around, but you're going, here, pooch, here, pooch, here, pooch. And somebody may walk up and say, well, pooch is not here. Well, I know, but that's what I'm calling for. I'm calling for here, pooch, here, pooch. You know, it's like in our lives, we can call for healing. We can call for finances. We can call for mental stability, you know, emotional wellness. We can call for a lot of things in our own life, but we just have to line up with God's word. If you want to find out more, like if you're in that trap, you know, if you've been saying things and it's got you snared and got you hindered, you want to find out more about how to get out of that trap, more about calling those things that be not as though they were, more about how, you know, you can take biblical examples. Take Abraham, for instance. You know, God promised him a, uh, him and Sarah a child, and I think they were in their 90s when they, when they had the child. I mean, you get to thinking about that, 90-some years old and still having children. I mean, there's a lot more involved in this natural things. has to be. has to be supernatural. But anyway, uh, you know, God changed Abraham's name. He was Abram and changed him to Abraham, which meant father of many nations. I'll just give you a little example about how, you know, you call things to be not as though they were, that, that everybody that called Abraham, they were really saying, Father of many nations, Father of many nations. I mean, that's all he heard continually was Father of many nations, Father of many nations, by them saying his word. He was continually hearing that. And that's why, I, you know, I said it's important what we continually hear, what we're continually around, because it makes a difference in our life. It determines, you know, the outcome in our life, the path we're going to take, you know, and the, and the blessings of God and all the things he has for us coming about in our life de- depends entirely on what we're talking, what we're hearing, what we're thinking, and how we're acting. Amen? So, if you want to hear more about this, about, you know, how to call things that be not, how you can change your situation, how you, maybe you can get out of that snare that maybe you're in, you know, and some of us, you know, may not have any problem with anything, but if you do, it doesn't matter how, how big or how small it is, you know, it's not always the, the big things in life that we have to deal with, sometimes it's the little things in life, just everyday life, you know, home, work, getting caught in traffic and stuff like that, you know, that, that we have to deal with. But, you know, the word says it's the little foxes that spoil a vine. It's not necessarily all the big things in life. But once we, we learn how to deal with the little things in life, and that's where we have to start with little things in life. You can't just necessarily start with the big things. You know, it's kind of like, uh, like healing. You know, you, you start with, uh, with headaches, okay? Like if you've had a headache or if you've got a headache, instead of running to the, to the medicine cabinet and getting an aspirin, apply the word of God, you know? Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with taking aspirin. There's not, because it will help keep the symptoms down while you believe in God. But if you don't think you need one, then don't take one and just apply the Word of God. And over a period of time, you'll find out that you don't have any more headaches, that they're a thing of the past, because you've, you've mastered that with the Word of God. And even if one starts to try to pop up, you can start speaking to it and take authority over it and take authority over that pain and rebuke it. But we have to start where we're at. Amen? We're all on different levels. You know, we're all on uh, different pages of life, so to speak. 
but you have to start where you're at. So if you want to hear more next week, I invite you to come out next week, and uh, we'll pick up where we left off. We'll pick up with uh, Abraham and call those things to be not. And uh, there's a lot, a lot in the Word that tells us about, you know, what we say and how we speak and how we act and what we can expect from the Word. Amen? Amen.